what's up welcome back to thriving thursday um as you can see i'm walking i'm on two feet hey okay hey <laughs> i um have made it out of recovery from being able to walk my skin is still healing but I am able to walk and get around and I can feel my toes and I can feel my foot. Um, so the healing process is going really well. Um, so I'm so grateful. Um, but yeah, I'm able to move around and get around now. And it's been great being able to uh, take care of my house and clean and uh, to get out, take the dogs out. Um, and so don't take for granted the good things that you have in life, such as being able to walk, because it's really important. If you want to do stuff <laughs> but yeah um so i'm super grateful for that um and you probably see me at a different setting i am at the dog park and we took zara and silo out to pray play pray to play with some friends and um hi hi you want to say hi to the camera <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that was i don't know a brown dog saying hi and um and yeah, so I'm excited that we're here in this setting. Super fun, something different. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to come out here and talk with you guys. So something that has been on my mind uh, has been the fact that um, being an adult with divorced parents is really hard. Um, I was talking with um, a friend recently and um, it was just like, I was talking about the hardest things that I've had to endure, the hardest things I've had to overcome. And I found myself saying out loud that one of the hardest things that I've had to endure and like walk through has been being an adult with divorced parents. It is really hard. Um, so my parents got divorced when I was in third grade. Um, and, um, when you hear that young, I feel like you don't really understand what's really going on. Like, you understand the concept that, like, my parents are separating. Like, they live in two different households. But you don't, like, I don't know. It's just, like, something that's not very comprehended at that young of an age, I guess. Being in third grade, I was probably, like, what, 11 or 12? Anyways, um, so basically what happened was not kidding but what, what happened was that um i lived in rockford i lived in chicago we came out here we moved to grapevine my dad moved to start a new branch of the um insurance company um farmer's insurance that he was working for and then from grapevine we moved to sherman and um not too long after that my parents got divorced and uh, my dad shortly remarried to a woman that I had known I had met her from the church that we were going to she was my Sunday school teacher and so uh he remarried to her um and then my mom stayed single for a while um and then she got remarried uh to a man that she met at church um and yeah so that's kind of how that I guess happened or like the time timeline of it but um so third grade I have four four siblings between those two parents um and brother a sister and then two younger brothers 
Um, and then my stepmom had two girls from her previous marriage that are my two stepsisters that I grew up with. Um, so I consider them my sisters. But anyways, um, it's hard having divorced parents because you're never fully going to be a whole family unit together. There's always going to be a separation because your parents aren't together. Um, and growing up, I had a lot of anxiety around that because I wanted my mom to be happy and I wanted my dad to be happy. And I felt like I was letting down one or the other if I had a good established relationship with the other. Um, my parents, I think, were able to get along a little bit in the beginning when they got divorced, but shortly after they, um, haven't been able to. Um, and it's been something that I feel like has kind of affected like us as like the kids because it's like, you know, you want to see your parents at least being able to like communicate and like talk. And there was points to where my parents could do that. Um, and then I don't know, just like over time that hasn't been something that's been possible. Um, and so it's hard because like you feel like you're letting one parent almost like down um and I don't know I've just had a lot of like self expectation around the whole divorce parent thing um like I would get anxious if I was with my dad and stepmom but saw my mom at a baseball game and like I went to go say hi to my mom or if I was with my mom at a baseball game and I saw my dad and my stepmom I would feel anxious around even going and saying hi to the other party and leaving that parent and going to the other parent. And you just want to like, you want, you always want to please your parents. Like you want to make them happy. You want to make them proud. And I felt like, I don't know, like being on good terms with one parent was like, I wasn't pleasing the other parent. And so now that I'm an adult, it still has carried into that. I have less anxiety now because I'm not having to go like, flip-flop how so like basically um you know I would live with one parent but still see the other parent so um also I feel like that affected me a lot um just like you know wanting I don't know not not that my family was unstable but like wanting to feel stable and the fact like I am living in a place I'm dwelling in a place and I don't have to move from this place um but like we would always like have to pack for my mom's weekend and then pack back for my dad's weekend or the week um and kind of like go back and forth um between visiting both households and I feel like that was really hard just because like I don't know. It's just not comfortable to be doing that. And I mean, I've never really acknowledged all of these things until like, I've sat down and like thought through them. And I'm like, like, you don't think that that would be what affects you from a divorce, but it is. Um, the fact that, you know, I can't imagine kids who just like, you know, are younger than, so like my younger, my younger siblings, so the twins were babies when this was happening when my parents got divorced. So, I mean, I feel like maybe it was easier for them because that's all they knew was being back and forth and, like, switching house, mom's house to dad's house, dad's house to mom's house. But me being, like, stably with my parents all the way till third grade and then third grade having to do that transition really affected me. Uh, and I felt like 
I had my rebel stage early, maybe because of that. Um, and I mean, nothing too bad, but like wanting to dye my hair with Kool-Aid and like, even though my parents said no and like stuff like that. Um, but I just feel like now that I'm an adult and I'm married, I can definitely appreciate stability <laughs> and like having one home uh, and not having to like, you know, go between two parents. Um, and yeah, even like after 18, you know, you can decide like if you want to just live with one parent. But like for me, it just like because my parents didn't get along, it felt like I was betraying one or the other if I were to do that. And so I remember even when I moved and I left at 19 and I moved out in my own sp space with my friend, I felt like it was going to really benefit my relationship with my parents because I would no longer have to like flip flop between them, but I can make my own decision as to when I could visit, when I wanted to visit my dad and when I wanted to visit my mom. And like I was in my own home, so I wasn't offending anyone in particular. Um, well, that didn't play out like that. I have an episode over that. But, um, so yeah, like even this past, uh, weekend, you know, it was Father's Day weekend and I got to celebrate my dad and stuff. Um, and, um, I'm super grateful for the point of the relationship I'm in with my dad. Uh, I've always been very fond of him. I love him. He's super cool. Um, I don't know if he listens to my podcast, but if he's listening, I love you. <laughs> Um, and, um, but we haven't had the perfect relationship at all. Um, and I'll probably do a whole nother episode on like just that. Cause it's just a lot, but like, you know, um, my dad actually wasn't even at my wedding when I got married to Ricky. Um, and so there's been a lot that I've had to like work through in that relationship. Um, but I definitely feel like, the Lord has been trying to move in that and just uh, show us what forgiveness and love looks like despite what you feel, despite what you think, um, choosing to love the other individual, respect the under, other individual um, is what the Lord wants from us, regardless of if you agree or disagree with that person and um, their decisions. And so, um, yeah. But anyways, point is that... Um, as I was like reflecting on like that and, and just like Father's Day um, and everything, it's like, you know, my dad has been married to my stepmom now for probably like 10 or 11 years. Um, so like I'm used to that dynamic and, you know, um, she helped raise us with my dad, you know. Um, but even then it's like, you know, like I'm never going to have my parents together which like it's like life happened like they got divorced like it is what it is it happened a long time ago but when you're an adult I feel like it's really different because like there's going to be new stages of my life and I want to share both moments I want to share those moments with both of my parents so for example like a wedding is something you want to share with both of your parents or mm, even like when I do end up getting pregnant and having a baby and I have a gender reveal I want both of my parents to be a part of that together when I have a baby shower I want both of my parents to be a part of that uh experience and um there's just so much other things right in life that happen um and you you want both of your parents there um and I'm sure like even if your parents aren't divorced but one parent has passed away or you just don't have one of them in your life you can relate um and um I never thought that it affected me but I can see now how it 
how it does, how it has. And it's affected me in a way that it makes me very anxious. Um, before I was getting married, you know, that question really popped in my head, like, is divorce okay? Um, you know, is that something that I would consider? Um, and biblically, no. Um, the Bible only has one thing that permits divorce and uh, it's actually Moses speaking and um, he says that if one commits adultery they may leave can I see your phone (laughs) sorry no it's dead (laughs) it's just a prop (laughs) I don't want to like misconstrue scripture (laughs) So let me get it out for y'all. Okay, so I found it. So it's actually Matthew chapter 19, and it's titled Divorce. And it says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? For haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and he said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciple said to him, if this is a situation between a husband and a wife, it is better to not to marry. Jesus, Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can't accept this should accept it. So he said that, I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. So... Sexual immorality, I mean, that could be cheating, that could be, that could be, uh, sexual immorality, what is sexual immorality? Sexual immorality is um, committing a sin that is sinful in a sexual way, right? So um, physically cheating on your spouse, that would be sexual immorality. And so... Um, once you marry, you are making a commitment before Lord that you're going to be together no matter what, for better, for worse, till death do us part. But in that specific passage, um, when he brings up the command of Moses with the law of divorce, he's saying that if any man divorces his wife except for that. So for me, obviously, I don't want to carry that into I don't want divorce to be a solution for my marriage because it is not something that the Lord wants for marriages. Now, he says it's not adultery if it is because of sexual immorality that has happened, but outside of that, it would be considered that, right? So, as far as that goes, you know, 
for me, I've seen it as a generational curse that has happened in our family because um, my paternal grandmother is divorced and my dad is divorced. And, you know, it could continue down to me, but that's where I'm stopping it and I'm making the decision. So just because it has happened with my grandparents, just because it has happened with my parents does not mean that that is what's going to happen to me. I have my own choice and my own decision and my own relationship with the Lord to grow in that and to make the decision in that. And so, um, I don't know, like if you come from a family that is broken and you come from a family, maybe that doesn't get along or you come from a family that has something that has continued for generations, you can be the generational curse breaker. Um, you know, there's power in the blood of Jesus to break and change anything and anyone. And so like I have prayed over my marriage before I got married. And I said, if this is going to be a marriage that lasts until the end and we're going to make it last till the end, then we're going to go for it. And we sat down and talked about it together. And we looked at scripture. We listened to sermon on, on what the Lord has to say about that. And, you know, um, you're in it for the long haul when you do it. And it's a covenant. It's not a contract. You don't sit there and wait for the other person to break their end and then you rip it up. But it is a covenant. It is a promise that you are making to your other partner and you're making before the Lord. And, um, you know, in my family, it's been something that has happened for generations. But um, I'm letting that stop with me. And I'm not letting that continue with me, with my children. And um, whatever it is that maybe is in your family um, that you think that is going to happen in your future or because it's happened with everyone else, that's going to happen to you. You don't have to let that be your destiny. You don't have to let that be your future. Um, the Lord has bigger and better futures than you and I could imagine. So when we leave it in his hands and we allow him to lead us through those times, through those things that give us anxiety, that give us worry, he can lead us to a better place than whatever we could imagine. Um, you know, I remember praying that I would marry a person that, you know, would be able to be with me till the, till the very end. Someone that would really understand what it is to make that promise. And so I was really glad when um, we looked at scripture together and um, his heart was in that same place that mine was in that divorce would not be an option for us and uh, that I would be the one to break that generational curse in my family, that it would stop here uh, with me. And, um, you know, even though it's been hard to walk through it and to live in that family dynamic, it's also, I think, been what has made me so determined uh, to make sure that no matter what happens in my marriage that I make it work. Uh, and that I really place it in the Lord's hand from the very beginning. Um, and so, uh, and it's not too late to do that if you're already married, you know, um, or, you know, you're about to get married. Like there's, like it's never too late to like give it to the Lord and to allow him to be the one that is truly in that promise and covenant that you're making at the altar when you say I do and you become one and you promise to be there with that person forever. Um, but anyways, I kind of like rabbit trailed, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my hope and like prayer and what I'm going to be trying to 
kind of navigate through and overcome is like how to not let the fact that my parents are divorced affect me as an adult, which I think there's going to be things that naturally are just consequences of it. And I'm going to have to suffer just because, you know, of what's happened and my family has kind of been broken. Uh, but that doesn't mean that like the future has to be that way. Um, and I'm really praying that the Lord would kind of um, mend hearts and like, um, that was a butterfly that the Lord would kind of mend hearts and allow for hearts to be softened so that, you know, when it is time to be in those places and events and things together that, um, I won't have anxiety. I won't have nervousness because it honestly, like I get anxiety just having all parties there together. Um, and it's not healthy, but I think it's just from growing up in a dynamic where, you know, you're, parents are divorced and they don't get along and you just feel anxious around any time that the other one is going to be there in the presence of the other one um but I'm navigating through it I'm working through it and if you are then we're going through it together and I want to let you know that you're not alone and that like I said you can break generational curse if you leave it in the hands of the Lord he'll give you the power to do so and you know you you don't have to rewrite the same futures that the people before you did. You have the power to live an even better future, one that is written by the creator of the universe. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, that was me trying to give you guys a spill of my mind in that Um Without taking two hours. <laughs> There's bugs crawling on me. Without taking two hours. So, I'm so glad that I had you guys tune in. Uh, this is a very vulnerable episode to share. But I'm happy to share it with you guys. Because I know that that's what we're all about. It's about being transparent. And just sharing what's on our mind. Sharing what's hard. Um, and being an adult with divorced parents is hard. But, um, there's going to be ways that I know that... I'm going to be able to slowly become less anxious and less worried. And I know that the Lord will move and uh, will help it to become easier as I'm navigating through it. So, yeah. I love you guys. Thanks for joining in. Make sure to stay tuned for next Thursday's episode. Bye, guys. Stay safe.